Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rate and review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, 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 beautiful people. I am so excited to be back with you again. It's Gwendolyn here from your virtual admin expert and welcome to Leading Behind the Scene, your weekly dose of inspiration to equip you to excel in business and life. This month, we are still talking about the F word. Get your minds out the gutter. Once again, I'm going to tell y'all that every week, okay? Because I'm talking about finance, <laughs> not the other F word that y'all be thinking about, okay? So, as entrepreneurs, we have to be paying attention to the coins coming in and out of our business. And we need to be looking at those monthly reports and using them to better make business decisions. And so I am excited to be talking to my girl, Miss Keisha Stowe today, who is a part of my tribe. Hey, y'all. And if you've been listening to me for a while, or if you have been following me, or you're friends on Facebook or whatever, then you know Keisha is like my boo, because you know you real friends when you start letting people into your money, right? Like <laughs> Keisha got the access to bank accounts and all that good stuff. So, you know, we, we friend friends, y'all, okay? This ain't no play mm-hmm. thing right here. <laughs> Keisha is amazing, y'all. She is a mother. She is a friend, a sister, a daughter. She is an army officer. She's an entrepreneur. Keisha is like all the things, okay? And she helps small business owners understand government contracting and financial management as part of their business development and growth strategy. She grew up in the inner city of Los Angeles where she saw poverty daily. And with that in mind, she set out to explore the world to overcome poverty and help others do the same. And we are so glad that she did. In addition to all of that, she educates small businesses on government contracting. She educates small business owners and individuals in financial management through her brand, Manifest Your Money. She uses the same financial management concepts applied in the corporate world to teach households financial literacy. She's even teaching the kids now, y'all. Don't you just got to love her? I'm just saying. And with skills of being a certified financial manager over the last 15 years, working in government agencies and nonprofits. I'm telling y'all, y'all want to get your notepads and your little pens and you want to be taking notes because you want to soak up all the gems that Keisha's about to drop, okay? She going to teach us not only how to secure the bag, but to keep the bag and grow the bag. That's why I love her because that's exactly what she does. So, Keisha. Yes, ma'am. Where did you get, like, when did this whole thing about money become a thing for you like I want to hear the backstory so growing up right in the inner city of Los Angeles now I remember the food stamps back then we didn't have no EBT we had the coupon booklets and we used to tear them little booklet them coupons out of them booklets and I was using them for we used to call it the donut man because it was a truck that would come through the neighborhood and say sell you day old donuts for 25 cents and you can use your 
food stamps for that, the ice cream truck, the, the corner store. But then there were times when I wanted things and we just couldn't afford it, right? Yeah. Um, so I set out on this journey. I was like, look, I don't want to be in this place, right? And I felt like being in that environment, I was trapped. Mentally, I felt trapped, even though I was not trapped physically. And so my senior year in high school, I was like, look, I got to get out of here. I started applying for colleges, but um, I didn't apply for any colleges out of the state of California. So all the schools I applied to were within the state because I had waited so long. And so I was like, when I got accepted, I was like, I don't want to stay in California. So what was my next best move to get out of the state and explore the world and earn a paycheck? <laughs> I joined here. Wow. My family was like, you we ain't never heard you say nothing about no military. I was like, I'm joining. Now, mind y'all, when I joined, I was 17 years old. And so it was like months before graduation, I had made this decision. I'm joining the military. My family did not think, take me serious because they were like, we never heard this girl talk about the military. So how did this all of a sudden pop up? But I did not want to live in an environment of poverty. So I was like, you got to be more than like than this right here. And I'm going to join the military. They're going to make sure I got a roof over my head. They're going to make sure I'm fed. They're going to teach me some skills. And I'm going to get a paycheck every two weeks. That sounds like a move I want to make. And I'm going to be able to travel the world for free. I'm making that move. So I joined yeah. the military. And when I joined the military, I joined the military as a finance specialist at the time. So okay. it, being in that position taught me how to actually read my leaving earnings statement, understand the taxes and deductions and all of these things that I now was paying for. Right. So needless to say, I had a paycheck, steady paycheck coming in. So I was like, oh, it's credit card time. I had at one time, Gwen, I ain't going to lie. I had to have between 10 and 15 credit cards from store cards, multiple large credit cards from Visa, MasterCard, you know, Discover. And they were all maxed out. I was like, look, I'm not trying to live this lifestyle. And I remember calling home to my grandmother and telling my grandmother, now in the meantime, I'm doing all this foolishness, but I'm walking. I didn't have a car at the time. And I called my grandmother and I remember going to school because then I started going to school part time while I was in the military full time. And I was catching rides to school and I was stationed in Maryland at Fort Meade. And so it was snowing one day. Y'all from California, I don't do snow. So this is my first season in the snow. And I decided I was going to go to school, right? So now I'm catching rides in the snow. I found myself one time not being able to get a ride home. And I was stuck at school. And I started walking in the snow. I was crying. And by the top now, I was a crybaby, y'all. Mind you, though, I'm only 18 years old. So I got to my dorm room, uh, my barracks room, rather. And I called my grandmother. And I was like, look, I'm not going back to school. If I don't have a car, I'm not going back to school. I just can't do it. <laughs> and was like, okay. And my grandmother is like one of my biggest cheerleaders. So she was like, okay, you make arrangements to come home. We'll get you a car, but you have to pay the note. So she, I went home to California. She put a huge down payment on my car so that we can get my um, car note to man, so where it was manageable for me. And then I drove my car from California back to Maryland. And so girl, that started that my. Learned, is that what you yeah, drive across the state? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keisha, Keisha <laughs> drive across the state, couple of states in a minute, <laughs> like like she going around the block. <laughs> 
so now that you say that, that's where it had to begin. Because that was my first trip, like seriously. Wow. And so um, from that moment on, I was like, okay, I got to pay my car note, right? So I got to reel back some things. I got to be able to handle my finances a little bit differently um, because now I have my car note to pay for. I have my insurance I have to pay for. So yeah, that's where it began. So I started getting, um, you know, all of these credit cards that had spun out of control, in control. Because by that time, it, at that time, moment in time, it was just me. So I didn't have any children. There were no husband. There were none of that stuff. So um, I figured, yeah, you need to get a grip on this girlfriend. So that's where wow. it began. So first of all, this is amazing because at 18 years old, just to have that discipline, right? And that forethought of, I want my life to look different. I am now responsible for something because I don't think at 18, at least for me, I don't know if I was really thinking about being responsible for anything. So that's a testament right there. That's why Keisha is like a little big sister, y'all. Like she's shape of like five feet, but she always telling us what to do. So I'm just saying. So why do you think, entrepreneurs in particular are afraid to look at the numbers why do you think they're so afraid because you had to take a stand and just like be like okay let me lay it all on the table and see what I'm dealing with and how I'm gonna get these credit cards down still pay this note pay this insurance why are people afraid to look at the numbers I think it just it is something that they do and it personalized right we don't want to look at the numbers in our personal lives and our personal finances. So I think it just bleeds over. Not I think I know it just bleeds over from our personal lives to our business lives, right? Those ha- same habits we f- we make our businesses. We are our businesses oftentimes when we're starting off. So everything that you bring, all your your skills, abilities, strengths, and weaknesses are also what you bring to your business. So we don't like looking at our finances from a personal perspective right so we dang on show ain't gonna just like look at our finances from an entrepreneurial perspective so i think it just is a little bit of transference or carryover i should say so how do we build i guess better habits so that we're not afraid to look them up mm. like even in our personal lives like what what are some things we can do to overcome that fear. You got to look at the numbers because if you don't, I think that's where it really starts to spiral out of control and you get into spending more than what you have because you think you got one thing. And I'm just thinking back, back in the day, like they gave you a checkbook for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, up here doing the math in my head, like, oh yeah, but then it's that one thing you forget and not a whole account is off track and you like, oh, now they didn't charge me all these fees. I forgot this was coming in. And now that didn't came in before this came in and it done threw everything up. Ma'am. Yes. One thing that I tell clients is don't think of your finances as the adversary, right? Your finances mm-hmm. are a money is a tool to help you That's further it. your purpose in God. So money is a tool. So it's supposed to provide you with some be of usefulness to you, right? I think oftentimes we look at our finances as the enemy. So because it's the enemy, we think it's coming to get us or it just does not like us or we're forever going to be in this state, right? We're going to be in this rat race of life when it's not true. Your biggest cheerleader is God. 
when God is your biggest cheerleader, you can't do nothing but win. So it's a mindset. Money is a tool. Um, it is a resource for you. It is there to help you. So you have to look at the numbers, no matter how much you don't want to. You have to look at the numbers. And so when you look at the numbers, don't look at them from a space or a perspective of, dang, I cannot. Look at them from, from a space or a perspective of, okay, what am I seeing? What am I actually seeing? What do I want to do in the next three months? What do I want to do in the next six months? Okay, by looking at these numbers, can I do it? And if I cannot, why? And is it possible to even get there from here? And if so, what options are you going to lay out now? It does take work, right? It takes work to manage our finances, you know? So okay. it takes some work on our behalf. And you be willing to work towards it just little by little just little steps that will help you get to the point of not seeing your finances as the adversary but a or a foe but a friend i like that i like that so money is a tool Mm -hmm. don't look at it or think of it as the enemy what else that's that's good money is a tool don't look at it or think of it as the enemy yeah, those are good two right there. Those are good two. Okay. And I, I'm going to add one third one, which is still similar to what you said, like the first one. But I think one of the things that was eye opening for me too was in that looking at money as a resource, like you mentioned, think of it as energy, right? Because like money is energy. It was designed to flow. Yes. Right? This was a huge eye opener for me when I really started to dig into this. It was like, okay. Money was designed to flow. So if I'm constantly trying to hold on to it, it can't do what it was naturally designed to do, which is flow. The other thing is, if I'm always upset about having to use my money to pay for things, then what I'm saying is, I don't want you to flow to me because I'm mad when you come to me. I'm mad that mm-hmm. I got to use you for the very thing that I probably prayed and asked God for, right? So it's like, why are you mad when you have to pay that card note? You asked for a reliable, decent car, right? Why are you upset when you have to pay your mortgage or pay your rent? You prayed for a safe, stable place to live or a roof over your head, right? And you have mm-hmm. that. So one of the things I started doing was, girl, when we were renting at one time, I was putting like little hearts and smiley faces on the envelopes when we were paying, when we were writing the check. <laughs> and those people was like, are you crazy? What is, so they would be like, Bishop, why are you sending these envelopes over here with these smiley faces on here? And I'm like, honey, because I'm grateful, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm grateful that for another 30 days, I got somewhere to lay my head that's safe, right? I don't take that for granted because there was a time when I was homeless. So like, let me write all the smiles. Like, I'm great. Lord, thank you. I had enough to do that. So even when emergencies happen that I don't expect, it's like, thank you, Lord, that I had enough money to be able to handle and manage that emergency, right? And so now it's like changing that mindset of scarcity and poverty because it really is a poverty mindset to one of abundance where it's like okay more money's gonna flow i may have to get creative and think about like how right but the question becomes how and not man i don't have enough like i'm so super clear about language i that's one of the things that my husband will catch himself and say be like i'm broken i'd be like you what 
Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have enough funds right now. Thank you, sir. Like, yes, I'm going to need you to add that right now on the back of that note. That, I'm just saying, like, and even when you're, like you said, when you're thinking about what you want to do in terms of your goals, it's like, I'll just say, you know what? I'm not prepared to do that right now. Yes. So you already not- in the vein of where I was going. Because see, manifest your money is about that. We have the ability. So the name of my nonprofit is Manifest Inc. But there are two brands, manifest your business and manifest your money. And so manifest is you have the ability to attract money. You have the ability to attract and manifest the lifestyle that you want. Right. Money is not a limited resource to the point where you're never going to have. An, you're, it's like you're going to be broke. There are so many ways to make money and for money to be attracted to you. That is ridiculous. For you as an individual, everybody out there looking, there will be an unlimited supply of money. But you got to have that mindset that it's going to flow into your lifestyle freely. Yes, yes, yes. And we're not saying be irresponsible with your money. Let's be clear, okay? Because that Keisha gets you together. Okay, with that with them budgets and them coins but what we are saying is don't be afraid like don't be thinking with that that scarcity mindset like like i can't do something because you're afraid that it's never going to come back around again so that's the thing uh-huh. that's super important to remember and oh my gosh oh my gosh Did you know there are three operational mistakes most entrepreneurs make when they first start their business? Everything from not thinking through the logistics before launching to not counting up the costs of what it will take to run the business and not understanding the importance of community to the entrepreneurial journey. Head over to threemistakes.systemsandsuccess.com to download your free report to learn more about the three operational mistakes most entrepreneurs make and how to avoid them. Okay, so when you look at financials from an entrepreneur standpoint, right? Like you've helped mm-hmm. all of us. You've helped all of us, personal budgets, business budgets, all that stuff. What are some of the things that we should be looking at or things that we should be using our financial statements to help us do? Okay, so let's talk about three main financial statements that most people will want to see. Some people may or may not be familiar with. So one, you have your profit and loss statement, which is your income statement. And it's just going to record all of your revenue, the income that you generate for the business and all of your expenses. And then it's going to tell you bottom line, right? The expenses are going to be subtracted from your revenue. It's going to tell you if you're operating at a loss or if you're operating as a gain. So it'll give you that snapshot. You can do that monthly or you can do that quarterly. I would not recommend doing it any less than quarterly. So that is your profit and loss statement. And then you have your cash flow statement. Your cash flow statement is going to tell you how much cash, liquid cash you have in the bank, whether it's underneath the mattress, whether it's in 10 bank accounts, spread across 10 bank accounts, it's going to give you a picture of that. Because sometimes you need to have cash to bring to the table for certain transactions. So that cash flow statement is going to give you a picture, an idea of how much cash you actually have on hand. And we talk about cash, not credit. Okay. 
And then the last statement um, that folks want to see or organizations and agencies may ask you about is your um, balance sheet. Now, your balance sheet is going to give you a um, idea of what your financial position is as a company. Right. It's going to list all of your assets, anything that is an asset to your business. It could be equipment. It's going to be cash. It's going to be if you own a building, it's going to be any land, real estate. All of that is going to be in it noted as an asset. And then you're going to have your liabilities. That's all your debt and things that you owe. Okay, so you got your assets and you got your liabilities. Then there's a section called owner's equity or shareholder's equity. And that is all of the money that you have given to the business, right? Because you have to record that. You're going to record that because at some point you may want your $50,000 back out of the business, right? That you invested. So the money that you are putting into your business, think of it as an investment. You are investing into your own business. It's not money that you just given away to start off. That is a part of your owner's equity. You want to be able to track that and account for that. Okay. And if you have any business partners, that owner's equity will be increased by their investment. Or if you have any shareholders, their money is going to be that owner's equity section is going to be increased by their investment. So now your assets and your liabilities plus shareholders equity should balance out. The two should be the equal the same amount. That's how you know that your books are balanced. Right. OK. Because they equal out to the same number, whatever that number is. If the number is off, your books are messed up somewhere. Okay. But that balance sheet is going to give you a snapshot. Again, that can be done monthly, quarterly. But folks, usually you need to have it at least annually. And it's going to give you a snapshot of all your debt and all your assets, right? All of your liabilities, which are your debts, and all of your assets, things that you could sell off and get money for so to speak and this is so this is so important and i'm glad we're talking about this because a lot of times i think entrepreneurs we don't realize when you get to a space like if you if you're thinking about scaling or growing your business these reports are going to be super critical if you want to raise money if you want to try and get an investor if you want to get a capital loan if you want to get a line of credit like they're going to want to dig into your finances and these reports are going to basically tell them the financial health Mm -hmm. of your business, which is going to be super important. So if you're not familiar with these statements, this is your opportunity to really start digging in and getting familiar with them. I was going to say, you'll see some out there and they're really elaborate, right? And they have all this jargon, financial management lingo that you may not be familiar with. You don't need, it don't need to be that high tech. I mean, your your finance, I mean, your profit and loss statement is simply all the money that you brought into your business. You'll be on a spreadsheet and all the expenses that you paid out for the business. And then the bottom out over after that. OK. And the same thing for your assets and your liabilities. But they should equal. Right. That's the catch for that. Those two should equal. So that one takes a little more rigor and finessing. But that one, when you're starting off as a new business, as a small um, business, it's a little easier to grasp the concept versus you've been in business 10, 15, 20 years. And now you're trying to go back and wrap your mind around all of that. So if you're in a position yeah. you started off two, three, four years, now is the time to comprehend all of that and get your books in order. Get some books in order. y'all. I'm telling you, 
this is a reason why a lot of small business owners, solopreneurs, all, all the small people were not able to qualify for these PPP loans mm-hmm. and the government grants and things like that because you did not have your paperwork together. And here's the thing. Even if you didn't have it together on the front end and let's say, you know, you were able to conjure up some numbers or whatever, they always reserve the right to come back and ask for paperwork and documentation at any time in the process. So you always want to make sure that your numbers are up. Plus, these reports are going to help you make business decisions, right? It's going to be how you're going to know if you can afford that new laptop or if you need to hire staff or like whatever it is that you need to do for your business. These reports are going to be your guide to show you whether or not you can do it. It'll even be a guide as to like to show you if you're actually charging enough for your services. Because if you looking at your, your profit and loss and you realize that I always got more money going out than I got coming in, maybe you're not charging enough for your services, right? Like you'll start to dig into it and asking questions that you wouldn't typically be asking if you were not looking at the numbers. So it's going to be so important to do that. So absolutely, this has been great conversation. Is there anything that you want to say to the people before we go? Y'all get them books in order and don't forget your balance sheets, y'all. I mean, y'all budgets. Got to get your budget, even for your business. You got to get your budget as like your financial plan, right? Of where you're trying to be, where you see yourself. And the only way to get there is to be able to manage your money. Your budgets help you manage your money. All the the financial statements that we talked about, the profit and loss statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow statement, they're going to help you make decisions that concern money, right? Whether to scale back on some things, whether you can branch off and venture out and uh, purchase new equipment or acquire personnel, whatever the case may be. But your budget is going to help you um, meet your financial goals. Okay, so all of these things are going to work together. But yo, good, y'all. Yes, absolutely. Y'all see why I love her? Y'all see why she are? She keep all us and our little circle together, boo. Like, he should be like, what you doing? But what and I'll be like, sometimes I just be like, cause I wanted to leave me alone. <laughs> and got no reason. No, it wasn't in the budget, but I wanted it. <laughs> but then I I will figure out a way on how to make it up because I'm like, I gotta get the coins to pay for this. How how I'm gonna do that? So I'm always thinking about that part. Well, Kisha Darling, thank you so much for You're coming welcome. on today, for sharing with us. I totally appreciate you. Beautiful people, thank you for joining us. I would love it if you would hit the like button, share with anybody that you think needs to hear it, share with all the entrepreneurs, solo business owners, everybody needs to hear this message. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at your admin expert and subscribe to the email list on the website at your virtual admin expert.com for even more tips, tools, and strategies. Keisha, tell the beautiful people how they can connect with you. You can connect with me on Instagram and manifest underscore Inc. or on Facebook at manifest underscore Inc. In addition to that, if you have any questions on government contracting, please feel free to ask because it's a lot of money in that too, y'all. So just hit me up, ask questions and I'll respond. And I'll have her come back and talk about that government contracting, y'all, because it's coins, coins, coins up in there. Okay. 
Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and I will see you next week for another segment of Leading Behind the Scenes. Good night. Did you know you can join the community and start the conversation now? Click the link in the show notes, start a conversation about what resonated with you most or bring a question you have from the episode. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.